Welcome to the Small Business Britain podcast. This week, we are joined by communications specialist, author, public speaker, and professional performer, Shola Kay. And we are talking about the power of speech in business. Shola shares with us her own story of understanding the power of speech, her tips on how to use speech to grow your business, especially in the new Zoom world, and offers her thoughts on how both introverts and extroverts are thriving during this time. It's a really interesting chat with a lot to take in, so do please enjoy. Today we are talking all about the power of speech and communication and I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by a communication specialist, Shola Kay. Shola, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks a lot, Karen. Really great to be here with you. Perfect. So, you know, our audience are small business owners, um, you know, communication is key for selling and maintaining our businesses um, and, you know, the power of speech but have you found, you know, working with clients that you've worked with, what are the issues that that surround that? Are people, you know, lacking confidence, lacking clarity about what they mean? What are the things that you you find a lot? Um, yeah, good question, Karen. There's, there's a, a few things that tend to come up uh, again and again. And confidence is, is, is definitely one of them because people tend to sometimes freeze up, whether it's a webinar or whether it's a... a a live in-person session people do definitely need that kind of bit of bolstering of their their confidence mm. other things that come up are the message people sort of they know what it is that they, they're trying to to sell or what they're trying to get across as a service but quite often they haven't really tightened up their message so that they feel that it's it's all a bit a bit all over the place and um, that the, the, the sort of power of what it is that they're trying to get across doesn't come um, over so easily. So that can be a big one, right. really, as well. Um, so yeah. how um, how did you, sort of going back a little bit, I'd like to hear a little bit about your story, if that's okay, before we go into all the small business stuff. How did you get into communication and you know what was your I don't like the word journey but you know <laughs> journey so far yeah I mean I I started out as someone who was very timid as a speaker and I had a corporate job and I literally I got put on promotion promotion probation at this this job because they felt I didn't speak up enough in meetings so Gosh. that was my first introduction to the power of, of communication and how important it is right so I ended up I sort of worked carried on through that job it worked out okay had another job and then again found myself in trouble because I sort of was quite quiet just needing a little bit of time to get into the role before speaking up because yeah. some people need that some people are quieter type absolutely yeah, and they 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 want to be really confident and sure of themselves before they start speaking whereas others Typically, people who are a bit more extroverted are often quite happy to, Mm. whether it's blagging it or just they want their voice to be heard and they they have that extra confidence. So I was definitely in the first category. And so I ended up leaving that second job and then saying, I'm never going to work for a corporation again. Yeah, it was a a bit of a disappointing time. But anyway, I decided that I'd um, take singing lessons because it was a, a childhood dream of mine to be a singer. Wow. And then I ended up becoming a professional singer for a number of years. And of course, as a singer, I got very used to being in front of audiences and uh, built a lot of confidence doing that. And so then I decided that I'd go back and look at public speaking. And then I just found that I I loved it, absolutely loved it. And then my career sort of, um, you know, blossomed from there. (laughs) 
Isn't that so interesting to, you know, you were saying you were quite shy and you took a while to sort of get the confidence to speak up, but you went on to be a professional singer. Now that fills me with utter <laughs> dread, <laughs> the thought of that. Did you, did you have those same parallels when you were singing as well? Or did you feel a lot more confident there? It's funny, isn't it? Because people always say that. How can, how can you say you're an introvert and be a singer? How, yeah. how? And um, <laughs> it, 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 I think it's, it's the perspective that people have on it. Because as an introvert, I was very much around, um, I love singing and I need to serve these people. So if there's 100 people in front of me, right. how can I serve them by singing the songs they want to hear, giving them the best time? So that kind of took away a lot of my anxiety, I guess, because it was more, can I can I serve these people and make them happy as opposed to can I do the job or have I got the right message? And as a singer, of course, you're singing, if you're, unless you're singing your own lyrics, you know, you're typically singing someone else's words. And that makes it a lot easier as well. So I actually really loved, loved the performance, but it wasn't from a sort of showy perspective. It was much more, I love to sing and I'm here serving these people. Yeah. So it was just a bit, a little, slightly different kind of mindset, really. And so obviously you found your vocation within professional speaking and, you know, who do you work with at the moment? Is it all types of businesses and corporates and personal? Yeah, it's a range, actually. It's been quite interesting because I started out primarily working with women business owners and women in, in, in companies who just needed that extra confidence. But then as the years have, yeah. have progressed, it's now moved a lot more to working with, with companies. I have a lot of clients in the States at the moment because of the, the fact that we can all work virtually. So I've probably got 50-50 clients in the USA and in the UK. Right. Um, so I have some small business owners. I have some individuals who work in corporations who want to, you know, just get get a sort of step up through confidence and, and speaking. And then the vast yeah. majority of my clients are companies um, who want either they want speaker training for their individuals at the companies or they I also speak on diversity and inclusion and empathy at work. So it's kind of a mix. It's quite broad, yeah. actually, but it's I really enjoy it. It sounds fantastic. And so, you know, obviously you're working with these companies about, you know, their, their communication, their speaking. Have you seen obviously firsthand, especially women, I imagine, that is a roadblock for them getting promoted or going further on in their career? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I do some work with an organisation called Women in Data and they have probably about eight, 9,000 women on their um, sort of, as members. And um, I've done quite a few sessions with them, helping the women to speak up. Just a lot of it is just tips and tricks. And, uh, you know, if you're being spoken over in a meeting, how do you deal with that? How do you have the confidence to get your ideas across and express yourself in a way that's clear and um, easy to pick up? And just things like that. And I think it's it's not that these women don't necessarily have those skills, but I think they they tell themselves that they don't or they tell themselves that my voice isn't as important as a guy's or you know likewise you know people just speak over them and they they they're made to feel that it's not as important so at conflict it does come back a large amount to confidence really yeah definitely and i mean obviously the world we're living in at the moment with covid and lockdown um a lot of people are doing their communication through square square boxes on a screen aren't they on zoom for example now does that add another layer of complexity in terms of trying to get your voice heard I imagine because you know you're taking away the body language you're taking away 
you know, that energy that you get with somebody in in person, you know, what have you been finding here? Yeah, it's an interesting one, because I think on the one hand, yes, we do lose the some of the visuals, but I think the fact that you can con contribute in different ways, so you might speak up or you might have the chat box, I found that a lot of quieter people are feeling quite emboldened by speaking online because, or communicating online, because whereas, let's say you had a big meeting with, you know, I don't know, a conference or something with 10, 20, 30 yeah. people, the idea of putting your hand up and standing up and saying, <clears throat> well, I'd like to suggest, is quite daunting. However, putting yeah. something in the chat box and saying, well, I, why don't we do this, is actually, there's, there's quite a low barrier to, to doing that. So I've actually had people come to me and say, wow, you know, I'm really, I feel liberated by these online meetings because now it's it's so much more, um, what's the word, sort of egalitarian. I can put something in the chat. I don't need to be charismatic. I don't need to have a loud voice. I've just put my idea forward yeah. and suddenly it's been adopted or it, people are listening. So I think it's, I actually prefer communicating online than I do in person, which is quite weird because I've done yeah. a lot of both. But um, I, I, I feel that you've got so many different means. You've got the polls, you've got the chat, you've got breakout rooms, and then you've got the comfort of being in your yeah. own home or in your own environment, which gives you that added confidence to speak up because you're in familiar conditions. So I imagine perhaps maybe the extroverts who do like standing up in those massive rooms, those conference rooms and everybody looking at them, are maybe struggling on the other side of the spectrum because they're not given that arena I, I think so I think I think it, it typically the people that I'm hearing that are like oh I'm ha I've had enough of zoom I want to get back to face to face yeah. typically do tend to be the more I don't want to generalize but more the more extroverted types um because I think they feel a bit more sort of penned in by the the medium doing it online and um yeah they're sort of ready to be a bit more uh, be up, up up front and center again you know rather than sort of trapped yeah. in the box as business owners <laughs> maybe with employees to really be aware of of the different personalities maybe that are in your team and that are you know that you're trying to speak to online and, and being aware of their their needs I imagine in that in that capacity absolutely you're right on the money there because I, I, I think there's this this perception that it's only the extroverts that have got something to say and that if you're not loud or um you know if you're not sort of bristling to get your idea out there that you you don't have anything to contribute and that that's definitely not the case and I think the more sensitive employers or people who are running meetings will understand that and they'll do there are little things you can do to make sure that every voice gets heard for example circulate the agendas ahead of time so people who are interested right. have time to kind of compose their their ideas before they get in the meeting um even things like as you go around the room saying to everybody right we're going to get everyone's opinion and we'll go in order or we'll go in this order so that somebody knows okay i'm the i'm the next one or i'm the one after next so that they're, they're prepared yeah uh, things like that and then even um, around if people have, have ideas that they've expressed outside of the meeting, but then they clam up in the meeting, having allies or advocates who say, hey, oh, hey, Shonda, you were talking about this last week when we had a chat. Right. What, what are your views? So that can just be enough to tease out, uh, you know, to, to get that person to open up, whereas they would have just sat there silently uh, yeah. in a typical meeting. And let the, let the arguably the extrovert who likes the sound of their, their own voice sort of... Yes, dominated. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because I think, like you were just saying, people that are being put on the spot, 
it's it's some people's absolute worst nightmare, isn't it? Even though they could answer the question all day long, they can freeze, they can, you know, the pressure of it is just too Very much. Very much so, yeah. And I was, um, I do a lot of work with the UK Chamber of Shipping and we had a, a, a meeting mm. of the women in shipping, uh, I think it was last week, and we talked about interviews because they're, they're really keen to try and get more uh, diversity into that industry. And we were talking yeah. about interviewing and quite often, you know, there's this sort of, typical interview will just land questions on people just like what do you think of this what do you think of that and typically in the work environment that's not always the way that things are we often have time to think about about um what we're working on so it typically penalizes introverts or, or people who need a bit longer to think so one of the things that we talked about was perhaps giving in the interview questions ahead of time and giving people the same amount of time to prepare but 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 not necessarily making your ability to speak on the spot part of the yeah. the interview process. I think that's a great idea because I think we've all, everybody's had a, a horrendous <laughs> interview, haven't they? When you get thrown, you know, the question that you're like, what? <laughs> Whereas, yeah, exactly. And if you're giving people a level playing field, if everybody's got the, the same time, the same, you know, chance to prepare. And do you think mindset is shifting towards that at the moment by leaders and, and employees of that in that way? Very much so, very much so, because I think there's a lot more people are understanding the, the the importance of hearing diverse voices and that the loudest voice is not necessarily the one with the best ideas. And I, yeah. I think, you know, compared to when I was my experience in the workplace, which was sort of 20 years ago when all this happened to me and I got on put on probation. Yeah. I think that I, I typically when I run my empathy workshops, I say to people, well, look, I was in this situation. What would you do if you had a colleague who behaved the way I had been behaving? And, and typically people will say, oh, you know, ask, how can I support you? Uh, get you some training, this, that and the other, as opposed to mm, we'll slap you on probation. And then you sort of sink or swim. I can't believe <laughs> I bet you were just like, what? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's a story, isn't it? And I mean, it's an amazing story for where you are now, but I bet at the time it's very damaging, it, isn't it? It really was. And I, you know, I genuinely thought, well, I'm washed up. I've got nothing to offer. I was looking at a lot of my colleagues and friends yeah. from the university and like, well, look at what they've done and look at me now. And I really did feel that that was kind gosh. of it for me for a while. But of course, you know, people bounce back. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But, you, you know, to be penalised for being shy is just ridiculous isn't it like you know like you say it's you know the loudest people don't always have the best things to say do they absolutely yeah and it's and quite often with introversion it's not even shyness really it's just the someone who needs a bit of time to think or needs to gather their thoughts on their own as opposed to in a big group of sort of brain people that are ready to shoot down any idea so it's and as I say as as you were asking about I think there is a big change now and um, it's quite interesting because I was speaking at a conference a couple of weeks ago the next web and I was um, moderating a session and there was a futurist Ben Hammersley who was speaking and he was people saying well as a futurist what what, what's the next thing you know what's the gadget what do we need to survive and he was saying it's it's really about diversity about having diverse teams and understanding there might be that one Mm. person who's an outlier who's got this interest in this thing that's not connected with work but then that's the that interest and that thing is the thing that he brings or she brings to work and it, yeah. and it gives that company the, the competitive advantage so you know it, it we can't necessarily say oh well if you're not an introvert an extrovert or if you're not you look this way or whatever you're not useful yeah. because we don't know where that next um you know that edge is going to come from so we need that diversity exactly. in our uh, workplace and yeah, and I suppose it, it, the the onus then is on employees and businesses to be open minded to that 
thinking and represent that in their workplace absolutely isn't it? yeah absolutely it might be that person who you know you typically would think well gosh they, they, they're they're quite surly or they they play on computer games all the time you know whatever it is and they've got yeah. that that extra added thing that they can bring to, to yeah, the table exactly and it's it's this hidden skill arguably a lot of the time isn't it that you didn't even know absolutely. you needed absolutely yes you're listening to the small business britain podcast with me karen campbell we touched on before how you can use speech and communication to grow your business. Do you mind talking to us a little bit more about yes, that? Yes, yeah, very much so. I mean, it's something I've worked with. Um, I had a sort of a, a program that I, I still run to some extent individually, but helping people to use public speaking as a marketing tool. So the idea is not just to be a decent speaker so that you can, uh, you know, sort of um, speak at the odd session but that you're actually out there regularly trying to obtain speaking opportunities whether it's running webinars whether it's being a guest speaker whether it's doing podcasts like this one and using that as your way of getting the word out about your business and um, obviously you know having the confidence to 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 go out and seek those opportunities and then to uh, get your point across and share your service is an important one and what's a lot of business owners would, you know, ironically would forget is, okay, they, they do this work, they get the opportunity, but then they wouldn't necessarily represent their business properly in terms of what offers they've got or what's the next step that they'd want a, an audience member or a listener to take okay. with them for them to, you know, actually then be able to grow the business from that opportunity. I see. So they can maybe be presented with the opportunity, but maybe don't capitalise on it as much as they could have done if they prepared and really thought about it. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So how would you advise somebody to do that then? So, you know, if if they're they're doing all the right things, they're going after the the podcasts, you know, they're going after the blogs, they're going after all this to, to raise their profile. Is it taking that step back really and thinking about, you know, what do they want to say? What What's the purpose of yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's very much about what what would, obviously you're there to co- convey some information to the audience and, and move them on a step. But then thinking very carefully, what would I want to get out of this? Who would that typical audience yeah. be for this podcast or show or whatever it is? And what would I want them to do as a next step with me? So whether that's that you you need to build out a landing page with a very easy URL that you can give out so that people sign up for some sort of you know freebie, um, whether it's yeah. that you're trying to promote a book or something and you want to send them to you know to a page to buy that particular service, whether it's that you're just trying to raise awareness as a first step. But it's people really need to think through what it is because quite often they'll they'll say oh well I spoke and you know my name was mentioned and I'm sure that the business will come rolling in afterwards and and it's <laughs> it's not like that because people forget or they you know they do something else they get distracted so you've got to have very clear steps yeah. during that particular session that people can take so that you you know maximize that opportunity definitely I think that's a great because I mean we, we've all sort of heard about it you know people can get great press coverage and they expect the phone to, <laughs> yes. to not, not stop ringing and nothing happens does it because that maybe the messaging wasn't too great or the you know the impact wasn't just wasn't there so you do you work a lot with business owners on creating this clarity for them yes yeah I do and I I have a Facebook group that I had for well I've, I've sort of closed it not closed it down but I've, I've stopped focusing on it for a little bit but it was for small business yeah. owners and I often polled people to find out what was the biggest uh, need 
And uh, it's quite interesting because whereas I would perhaps think, oh, it's they need to find more opportunities or they need to, uh, you know, find out how to create a, a well-structured speech. A lot of people would say things like, I need to figure out what my message is and yeah. just have that kind of real kernel that you can put out there and people immediately get it you know it's not too long-winded it might be just one or two sentences but people just understand the essence of your business and who you are and your personal brand just from that and then they can be attracted to you and take that next step definitely so there's almost like the foundations need to be put in place before you do any of that other stuff don't you You have to really know your your, what you're doing who you're doing it for and and why yes yeah absolutely definitely and so in terms of you and your career is there anything else that makes you feel a little bit scared in terms of the public speaking arena or are you like no I can do anything now that's interesting (laughs) I mean in terms of I think and this is something I say when I run workshops really I say to people that if, if you have service in mind then you'll instantly take the spotlight off yourself because you're busy thinking well how can I serve my audience so i I typically don't get afraid anymore because I'm typically thinking, well, how can I serve people? But my anxiety comes from, do do I have the right content for this group? Have I done my research? Will they be happy? And that's, and I think that's not altogether a bad thing because it keeps you on your toes, really. You never get complacent. Yes, exactly. That's the perfect Mm. word. So that's, that's the thing. And, um, you know, I want to speak to bigger audiences and, and, and speak, more internationally and it's just I think the the bigger you want to go you just need to have that message right and the clarity because if people are deciding between you and another speaker and one speaker it's really clear what they offer and one it's kind of a bit garbled or they offer like a whole suite of Mm. things and they don't necessarily want a suite they want an expert that's that's where it's important (laughs) to to really know what you're about and what you want to get out of it and what you have to offer Definitely. I think that's a great thing. And I used to um, have a job where my old boss, whenever I used to do us, and we used to have to do all these presentations in front of hundreds of people. It was awful. And he used to sit at the front and count how many ums I'd done. And as I was walking back to my seat, he used to just go 20 or 13. And just, I thought it would gone really well. (laughs) It's always stayed with me. It's this like, you know, tough love thing, isn't it? But um, it's, I think a lot of people have those public speaking horror stories, don't they? Of, you know, they worry about forgetting everything. They worry about, you know, going red or, um, you know, getting themselves into a real fuzz because you're on a platform, aren't you? You're being judged, I suppose. Yes, yeah. Unfortunately, this fear of being judged is, it can really stop us from enjoying the the moment yeah. and being ourselves. And it's, it, it, you know, most people probably know this, but that that idea of some as cave people, if you were um, ostracised from the group, then you'd probably not survive. So that that fear of being judged is, is a very sort of ancient one, where we think, well, if if we get rejected, then it's all over, type thing. And yeah. Um, it's it, it, yeah, it, it's it's hard for people to 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 kick. But I think knowing that that's where it's coming from, and that you know, you won't die if if it doesn't go so well. And um, even things mm. like ums and ahs. I mean, I think people, perhaps, you know, 20 years ago, we'd all have to speak very properly and not have a single... But <laughs> people want to connect. They want to feel that the person is relatable. Exactly. So they'd rather somebody who just makes a few snafus or the odd um and ah than someone who's so perfect that they feel reluctant to approach them afterwards because they they feel there's such a huge gap between, you know, the speaker and the audience. Yeah, it's too polished is a little bit... 
yeah it's not as authentic no anymore, is not it? at all not at all so I think it's in, instead of worrying about oh do I do any too many ums and ahs or do I say you know or all those sort of crutch words that people use it's more yeah. did, did I connect did I show my humanity did I know enough about the audience that I gave them mm. some content that they would be really pleased with and that and did I show myself as a, a human being who's very approachable that's yeah. that those should be the basic questions to be answered first really I completely agree I think it's more about emotion isn't it and what you evoke and how you make people yes, feel absolutely yeah definitely and that's I suppose with small business owners that's exactly what you're trying to create isn't it you're trying to you know enlist your clients potential and existing to feel a certain way when they work with you or they buy your products so it's all about communicating with authenticity and just being yourself whatever medium you're you're going yes through. yeah and it's um the first book I wrote was called how to be a diva at public speaking and diva is a, <laughs> I kind of wrote it kind of it's not all biographical but there's a little bit about the singing and, and parallels between singing and speaking yeah. and diva is a, actually a framework to so diva and uh, d stands for being dynamic as a communicator and it doesn't mean you've got to jump up and down like Tony Robbins but you've got to find your way <laughs> to bring some life to your yeah. presentation then I stands for being inspiring which is about telling stories to connect with people V stands for being valuable so about having good content that's well structured and then A stands for being authentic and so within yeah. you know being authentic and looking for for, for who you are as a communicator, I typically get people to explore what their values are as a as a communicator. So do they want to come across as sort of confident and uh, in control or do they want to be seen as relatable and fun or witty or mm. because all too often I think when we when we speak, we're not thinking about well how would I want to come across? We're just we've got this imaginary ideal of what's perfection and we judge ourselves against that so I typically find that by doing this exercise where people look at their values as a communicator and they start to choose who they want to be as opposed to uh, you know just strive reaching out for perfection they start to take a lot more control and also enjoy the process because then they can create a presentation that fits with who they want to be rather than it oh it's not good enough or it's it's not got this or not got that well what's this and that what's what is good enough so so yeah that's that's yeah that helps it, it completely resonates I think we, we can so get overwhelmed with what we should be doing and then it doesn't feel right does it and it can be clunky and then we come unstuck because it's not natural um so we're sort of set you know creating a rod for our own back sometimes yes, aren't we yeah very much so I mean when you talk about clunky as well I mean people will they'll typically write word for word what their presentation would be and the written word is very different than the spoken word so you can really tell when someone's written something and they're either reading it out or they haven't rehearsed it. They've just kind of tried to memorise. You can really tell the difference between someone who's written something for, for speaking because they'll typically use much yeah. simpler language. They won't have uh, sort of many sort of multisyllable words because they're easy to trip over. They'll take out all okay. of the jargon. So and, and the, the level of the language should be much simpler simpler and you know it's something that perhaps a child of nine or ten can understand because if you're speaking and you've got an audience that's just that they're, they're just listening to what you say you cannot afford for them to 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 be lost at any moment because once they get lost especially yeah. online once something somebody gets lost it's like, oh is it time for a couple oh should I check my email <laughs> well, exactly completely and I suppose online you can lose people so much can't you they can turn their videos off they can 
you know, people are, you can see people are just doing emails while something else is going on, can't you? It's very hard to hold that space. I'm sure. Very at the much so, yeah. And I remember early on in the sort of COVID, the COVID era, uh, it, it, when uh, I attended a workshop and it was clear that this person had just taken what they used to do in the room and they'd just taken it and put yeah. it online. And Oh, right, without any thought for how it's yeah, going to translate. Yeah, and there were these exercises where, right, let's go around the room. Now you say this. you And, and oh, within God. literally about... 30 seconds, about six people say, oh, sorry, is that is that the time? Or is that the phone's ringing? And they clicked off, right, because it was too slow. So, yeah, so it's you've got to kind of get the pace right when you're doing an online presentation because, as, as we just said, it's very easy to lose people and uh, you can't mm. afford for it to go too slow or for you to lose people. Um, it, you just can't afford that because otherwise they'll be gone and they won't come back. Exactly, exactly. So Shola, for people out there that are listening, how can they get in touch with you, get to know a bit more about what you do, what you offer, any you know events, courses coming up? Fantastic. Thank you for asking. Well, I, I do have a, a new book which is out. I, I had a book called How to Be a Diva at Public Speaking that came out in 2017. And I've got a new communication book that's just coming out um, at the beginning of November uh, depending on when you're listening to this, November 2020. So it's called uh, Big Talk, <laughs> Small Talk and Everything in Between. And um, that one Great. is very much scenario-based. So it's different scenarios. If this happens, what should I do? So it's it's kind of full of tips regarding um, sort of deep conversations, conversations with strangers, written com- communication across the board. So there's that. And then, of course, there's my website, so sholakay.com. And I do offer coaching, so you can just check that out, sholakay.com slash coachme. Brilliant. And congratulations on the book. That's amazing. And I like the fact that it's very pragmatic, it sounds like, and you can just dip into it when needed. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Hopefully people will find it useful. Yeah, definitely. Well, congratulations. Look forward to reading it. Thanks, Karen. So, you know, what imparted wisdom would you leave for our small business (laughs) owners you know, out there, the audience out there that are maybe like, oh God, I still feel a bit, you know, weird speaking in public. I'm still not really feeling the Zooms, you know, but I've still got to engage, you know, my customers, my staff, etc. Well, I think from the inspirational side, I think this is an amazing, amazing opportunity to, to, to connect with people far and wide, to connect with people, you know, in all sorts of countries. Um, And I understand that not every small business owner can serve remotely I mean it's I understand that so it depends on what you what your business or your service is but I think first of all to use the the opportunity to speak online as much as you can whether it's a local webinar you know webinar for your local group whether it is um you know just doing something like a podcast but just to try and get yourself really familiar with with speaking online it's easier I think than doing in person and the two of them you can develop your skills online and then take them to uh, in-person groups and the other way around. Mm. So I, I just think it's it's such an opportunity and the idea that you can connect with people and then they can get to know you as a person and then want to find out more about your business. I think it's not something to be overlooked. Yeah. So I think to pick up those skills, whether it's, uh, you know, by getting some one-to-one coaching, after coaching or reading a book or doing an online course, there's so many ways that you can learn uh, or from other people's webinars indeed but it's it's yeah don't 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 not do it because I think it's there's going to be much more 
and there are lots and lots of opportunities and and much more opportunity to to speak in this way yeah fabulous so almost use this opportunity for what it is at the moment and and hone those skills and learn it because I think we're we're on zoom for a while aren't we yes it's not going anywhere (laughs) yeah I mean we should have had shares in zoom shouldn't we over this time I think everybody's kicking themselves (laughs) yeah really (laughs) (laughs) but Shola thank you so so much we hugely appreciate you taking the time to join us today it was so insightful and lots to to think about for sure so thank you thank so you much thank you very much indeed it's a real pleasure Karen thank you take care bye-bye. bye bye thank you so much to Shola for such a great chat all about the power of speech in business it was so fascinating hearing how people are communicating and the ways small business owners can manage their speech and communication to grow their businesses please do give the podcast a like and a share and as always thank you so much for listening and please do let us know of anybody you would like to hear from or any topics you would like covering we'll see you next time The Small Business Britain podcast is hosted by Karen Campbell from karencampbellmarketing.com. The producer, editor and composer is Ben Lloyd Evans from bleproduction.com. You can always find out more at smallbusinessbritain.uk.